Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives, with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Carol Davis, and I'm the nursing editor for Health Leaders. Today's episode is sponsored by Smith & Nephew. Hospital-acquired pressure injury rates are rising in the U.S. Does your facility have prevention in mind? Are your practice and protocols consistent with the international guidelines for pressure injury prevention? There is a new way to reinforce pressure injury prevention and products that perfectly fit the guidelines to help improve outcomes. Smith & Nephew, the perfect fit for pressure injury prevention. Learn more at partnersinprevention.com. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how now is the time for nurse-led innovation. Joining me is Paul Coyne, Senior Vice President and Chief Nurse Executive of Hospital for Special Surgery in New York City. Paul, who joined the HSS nursing staff in 2017, until very recently served as Vice President of Clinical Practice and Chief Nursing Informatics Officer, and was responsible for advanced practice nursing, clinical informatics, and occupational health, as well as nursing operations of the HSS Ambulatory Clinic. His work in pioneering improvements in patient safety and satisfaction and creating efficiencies in the healthcare setting has earned him several honors and recognition. Paul, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to it. Nurses are often faced with situations that call for problem solving, so they are experts at coming up with creative solutions. But to make a real difference, which is why most nurses became a nurse in the first place, having a good idea isn't enough. They need opportunity to take their creative ideas to a larger audience. Paul is an innovating problem solver and has successfully taken his ideas to the wider market. I'm looking forward to our conversation, Paul. To start us off, what, in your opinion, makes the nurse an ideal innovator? The act of innovating is is a skill, and skills can be learned by by anyone. So there there will always be people seeking to bring innovation to to healthcare, but in order to successfully innovate and in order for that successful innovation to occur, uh, four criteria must, must be met that, that often aren't. So, so the first is to know the space intimately. The second is to understand both what is optimal and not optimal about the space. The third is to understand not only what is added after the innovation is brought into existence, but also what is eliminated for every innovation has both intended and unintended effects. And lastly, must be a drive that is present and the skills on the part of the innovator to, to make it happen. So the only way that we'll be able to make a better healthcare system is if the people who are best able to answer those questions actually lead the innovation, the, you know, the ones who know the space intimately, the ones who live and breathe daily what is both desirable and not desirable about the space, and the ones who know how to eliminate the unwanted parts of the environment while still preserving that which truly matters. And Nurses and other frontline clinicians meet this definition better than anybody. So they're, therefore, they're, they're the ideal innovators. But uh, unfortunately, the healthcare industry is not designed to enable them to do this optimally, but still nurses innovate every single day and they should continue to seek to amplify their innovations as much as they can, as the industry and most importantly, the patients will, will benefit uh, greatly from, from any innovation that comes from, from nursing. Can you tell us some innovations by nurses that have improved patient care? Yes, yeah, so I think there are, you know, there are countless examples and the movement of nurse-led innovation through organizations like Sanciel and the American Nurses Association really taking hold now in the industry and 
amplifying the great work of nurses is, is great to see. And, and I've, I've been so fortunate to get to meet so many people across the world through my work in this area. And two, now these, uh, many of these people are my friends. So two, two success stories, I think, off the top of my head of great nurses, great innovators, and most importantly, great, great people are, are Lindsay Roddy and uh, Joey and Tafiki out, out of California. So Lindsay's a nurse who almost lost one of the patients that she was taking care of in the ICU due to a medical tubing hazard. She was uh, assisting a patient getting out of bed after surgery, and the line that carried the patient's life support got caught and pulled out of his neck. So it was extremely upsetting for her, and she looked around on the market to see if there was anything that could have stopped this, and she wasn't able to find anything. So she designed something herself that would prevent this from happening again and invented uh, a wearable single-use medical device in the form of an armband apparatus that, that's designed to secure and organize the different types of tubing, preserving IV medication safety, but also preserving ideal patient mobility. So she's now completing a PhD dissertation on this and distributing the device around the world through the, the company she, she co-founded. Another example of, of innovation, two nurses, Joey and Tafiki um, in California, noticed that there was not a universal best practice approach when a patient was placed on seizure precautions. So on the front line, they would fashion, like many nurses do, um, makeshift padding to line the bed rails with whatever materials were on hand, such as blankets and pillows, to protect a patient if they experienced a seizure. So they invented and patented a, a compact deflated, what, they're call, what they call a safe seizure pad that comes in a very compact size and then self-inflates to the larger size to line the bed rails with universal fit to every hospital bed. And they co-founded a company around that invention and manufacture and distribute the solution through that. So you now those two solutions you know, are practical and are just great examples of frontline nurses innovating to save lives beyond those that they can directly care for them themselves. Well, you're an innovator yourself. Tell us a little bit about some of your innovations. So I've been a patient a lot in my life and having lived with congenital heart disease and also suffering a stroke at, at 22, I know firsthand as both a provider, but also as a patient, that there's really no greater feeling of vulnerability than to be lying alone in a hospital bed. But I'm always amazed because if you stop and you think about it, there, there aren't many healthcare technology solutions, particularly in the technology space that are deliberately created specifically to alleviate that vulnerability. And, and at best, the technology gets created typically outside of the healthcare industry. And, and then someone attempts to make it fit in the patient care setting. So a group of practicing nurses myself included, I was fortunate enough to be part of a group uh, that set out to change this a few years back. And we assembled a team of engineers, data scientists, and software developers, emailed uh, as many people as we could from, from renowned institutions such as NASA and MIT and other organizations, and got a group together of nurses and technologists who work side by side and ultimately created Augie. It stands for augmented intelligence because we wanted to highlight that technology should only augment and not replace artificially the human element of, of healthcare. So after many design iterations and numerous pilots, uh, Augie is now a, has become a, a hybrid sensing wall-mounted device that's placed above the patient's bed on the foot wall and uses computer vision, Bluetooth low energy, a host of environmental sensors to analyze the physical, digital, and auditory environment of the patient room. The simultaneous collection, data collection, uh, data classification 
subsequent real-time delivery of all that data is, is really unprecedented and it, and it has vast implications for how care is delivered and also how a patient's kept safe. So the product now competes in the telesitting market, in the RTLS or real-time location services market, and in the patient provider communication markets as it consolidates disparate technology, numerous pieces of hardware, what, what otherwise would have been numerous pieces of hardware into one single device. So it saves hospitals cost and time to attempt to join all those disparate data sets. But more, more importantly, the, the technology call consolidation, uh, it's been used to improve patient safety. It does everything from reduce falls and pressure injuries, ensures patients are checked on at least once an hour, rewards nurses for spending more time with patients, optimizes staffing according to true patient care intensity, time spent, number of visits, that sort of thing, and uh, alleviates the burden of charting. So it's been such a joy to have the device have countless more use cases than, than certainly I initially planned in all three facets of, of the technology components, you know, the hardware component, the software component, and the analytic components because they've, they've greatly evolved, but, but that's why a team is, is so critical to innovation because each new person makes it better. How can a nurse leader create a culture of innovation in their hospital or health system? Yes, I think instead of thinking that the nurses take care of the patients, that IT innovates and finance takes care of the budget, leaders need to deliberately seek to bridge across healthcare business and technology within their organizations. And instead of these silos, put the patient truly back at the center. So at, at HSS, where I work, we do this through our universal mission to help people get back to what they need and love better than any place in the world. And also by living our culture of leadership by all, uh, that everyone is a leader regardless of their role. So th this is successful because if all are aligned to a common purpose, aligned to a common philosophy of equal empowerment and a common goal, then innovation becomes a natural byproduct. And while that's an effective strategy within a hospital or health system, it isn't necessarily enough. And, and, I, and I think leaders have to think beyond our own hospital or health system where we work in, in order to do this optimally and even think beyond our own industry of, of healthcare. So we have to have people coming together of diverse skills and backgrounds. You know, the, the emergence of nurse-led hackathons happening where tech companies are partnering with nursing organizations and hospitals to have full weekends where technologists and nurses join either in person or, or virtually to create products, mobile applications, and potentially launch companies together. You know, th those kind of events bring people together and they bridge a chasm that has historically existed between technologists and nurses by nature of those people working in separate companies and sometimes separate industries and really having no medium by which to congregate and share ideas and, and learn from each other and create things together. So I think more of this expansive and all-inclusive kind of activity naturally leads to innovation and, and there should be as much of it as, as possible. For their part, what skills should nurse innovators develop and grow? So I think the, the first thing, you know, people talk about innovation and they talk about entrepreneurship and there's a difference between innovation and entrepreneurship. And I like to break it into those two things to help people realize what skills they need and what skills they already have. So innovation is the process of bringing something new into existence that creates value. And entrepreneurship are the skills and tools needed to cultivate the environment needed to deliver that, that newly created innovation. So 
the ability to execute and deliver that which has been innovated is lifelong pursuit uh, that everyone can be better at and, and every day is a new opportunity to learn those skills. But but the ability to create something of optimal value and innovate, to have an idea and to innovate, which every nurse has has that. And I think every nurse is uniquely qualified to contribute their innovations for the reasons that I shared earlier. So I, I think innovation more than anything else requires a mindset. It requires a mindset that you know you are uniquely qualified to make a difference. It requires you know that your ideas are unlike anyone else's in the world. And it requires you to know that the world will only be better if you devote yourself to bringing your ideas into reality. And if you believe those things, you will innovate. So however you can develop that mindset, you, you need to do that as it, a, as it is a prerequisite to, to every other skill. So that's the first thing that's on the topic of innovation, develop and grow that mindset. And then having the skill cultivate the environment to create and deliver the value that you innovated is where there should be focus following the focus of your own belief in yourself. So I think for a nurse, that means to learn business and to learn technology. People get very scared of things they, they don't know. You don't need to be an expert in those two things, but you need to know enough. And healthcare delivery is now all three, clinical, business, technology. And if you wish to truly grow and develop and make a significant impact in healthcare, and you only know one of those three, I would strongly recommend taking time to immerse yourself however you can with the other two. Say a nurse has a pretty good idea. What's the first step? I had the privilege actually of writing a couple of chapters in a book called The, the Nurse's Guide to Innovation. Uh, that book walks through the entire process from, from idea to intellectual property, to funding, to manufacturing, to, to sales and distribution. But I, I would recommend that, that book to any nurse uh, with an idea. But um, if you don't have time to read the whole book, I think the first step is to familiarize yourself with your employer's intellectual property policy. I think if you're starting to think about how you should innovate, the first thing you should do is familiarize yourself with the, with the policies where you work. You know, many organizations seek to have the opportunity to partner with you in your innovation journey for, for mutual benefit of both the organization and yourself. And this could be very helpful to you as your organization may have resources that perhaps you, you do not. And once you determine that engagement with your employer, you need to do the second step. And that is make sure someone else doesn't have your idea already. A basic internet search typically does this with most of my ideas. You know, you, you search for them and then something pops up and you're like, oh, somebody already thought of this. So, you know, it's a good idea to check and make sure before you go down a road that no one has come up with that idea before. Though as you progress, sometimes uh, basic internet search isn't enough. And if your idea is complex, uh, you may seek legal counsel to conduct what's called a prior art search to ensure that there's no intellectual property that exists in the space that you're you're innovating. And then once once that's good, the next step is to create an MVP or minimum viable product to make sure it works or just research from experts in the area to ensure that what you're hoping to make is possible. And then at the same time, you should simultaneously share some details about what you're trying to do with those you trust in the industry with the goal of ensuring that if what you make does work, that people will actually want it. And uh, if the answer to all those questions gives a green light, then, then you can decide if you wish to devote your time and energy to make it happen. You know, like, like anything else that is truly worth doing, I think the, the act of bringing an innovation into existence requires hard work and sacrifice. 
but but I think a nurse and, and other frontline clinicians are are uniquely capable and qualified to do so. And and any nurse listening should not hesitate to try the simultaneous journey of personal self-discovery that that happens as a byproduct along the road to innovation can be deeply fulfilling. And the world needs more of what the nurse has to offer both both at the bedside and and beyond it. Well, that's great to know. Paul, thank you so much for joining me today and for sharing your expertise. It's been great speaking with you. Great speaking with you. Thanks for having me on. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be here each Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.